Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Treat in Palos Verdes at uh, the Unitarian Church there, Pacific Unitarian Church. And I don't know about you, what a peaceful view. Yeah, it's a beautiful setting. The canyon view, and it was just, it was really very nice. Experience. Yeah, canyon and ocean view, and lots of outdoor space yeah. and greenery. It's an ideal place for a getaway and a day of contemplation. So if we do it again, and I think we will, um, we'd love to have you come. I mean, it's just so, the peace there is yeah. fantastic. And it was a nice, it was a nice balance the day with the, with the talks, the silent meditation, guided meditation, walking, some uh, movement. It was really very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really sweet. Uh, and Peggy uh, invited invited us, and her topic was natural awareness, which I thought was fascinating. I'm really fascinated, and um, she had asked me to do a talk or give a talk based on uh, Tara Brock's book, True Refuge, which we had a class here a couple of years ago. Who was was anybody in that class? <coughs> A lot of you were in that class. Wow, see my memory is. Okay, so um, so I wanted to go back a little bit and talk about that and incorporate some of Peggy's teachings too, which were really fascinating. Um, so Tara Brock talks about presence present moment awareness as a refuge in life. And uh, my teacher, uh, Almas, talks about being able to live in this world, but not completely of this world. And the way I interpret that myself, it's so easy to be consumed by worry and anxiety. Every time I turn on the news, I have worry and anxiety, to be honest. Um, But even in our own lives, we have so many pressures, family pressure, uh, whether it's illness or financial or job stress or just the day-to-day grind of life. Um, A lot of us have big concerns like global warming and racial injustice economic injustice, it's easy to be consumed by mind and the emotion of worry and that creates tension and stress in the body, a lot of tightness and tension that we walk around with. And traditionally in Buddhism we've been taught that we can take refuge in the in Buddha, the teachers or the ones, the awakened one or our capacity to awaken, to be awake. We take refuge in that. The Dharma, the teachings, the truth of the way things are. And the Sangha, the spiritual community, spiritual friends. 
and Tara Brock takes this a little bit further to talk about um, taking refuge in the Buddha as in the capacity we have to be awake in the present moment, awake here now, fully here, anchored in our body, embodied, and knowing what's going on through our senses to really arrive and land. I find that so helpful myself to remember to body, to be in the body, embody, to feel my body, sense the body as a way to anchor, to be here. And that this can be a refuge and a source of strength, resilience, capacity, awareness, non-reactivity, right action, all these things from just being present. The potential is here. The Dharma is the truth of the way things are, seeing the truth as it unfolds for us. Not just uh, the truth of the Dharma, impermanence and dukkha and not-self. That's an important truth to understand through moment-to-moment experience. And it's very powerful when we do. But the truth of what's happening now even that vulnerable truth, that little truth, really knowing accurately what's going on in here and shining that light in um, and being present with it in a compassionate way, in a way that brings wisdom, not rejecting or pushing away our experience because we don't like it or removing ourselves from it. Like our friend Callie, those of us who knew her, she would say, my body is in California, but my awareness is in Colorado. You know, that we create distance sometimes. Do you remember, Callie? No, I love that, and I don't yeah. remember <laughs> most things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> surprises. And Sangha representing our capacity for natural compassion. When we have present moment awareness, we're not rejecting or pushing away experience, that we're connected to the truth of the way things are. There's a natural kindness, love, and compassion that emanates uh, for each other, for ourselves, for all beings. We radiate. We don't have to struggle to be compassionate. We are compassion. You know, we are love. We are experience. We're not running after it or trying to be anything. It's inherent within us. It's arrived. Um, she says, we find true refuge whenever we recognize the silent space of awareness behind our busy doing and striving when we connect with intimate clarity and intelligence of our true nature. So she's saying this is available to us. It's, it's not something that we have to <clears throat> run after or read a million books for. It's there if we're willing to slow down and drop in, sense and feel as a practice. And I feel like we need the Sangha and almost the group experience for remembering, for remembering and for intention, motivation, and reinforcement. You know, to just take that pause, sense, 
feel, find the ground of your being, find that spaciousness. So um, Peggy gave us an exercise which I thought was interesting at the beginning. And we're going to do a couple of those. Kathy's smiling because she's been through it. <laughs> and she's nice enough to come today and hear it again. Very <laughs> impressed. Uh, let's see if I can find it. So that would be interesting if I couldn't find it. But not unusual. <laughs> okay. So um, this is an exercise. You can close your eyes or have a soft gaze and allow yourself to take a couple of breaths, turning inward a little bit. Very simple exercise. Let yourself remember a time when you felt awake, connected, peaceful, maybe a sense of awe, expansive, a state of beingness, open, See if you can recall this time. You know, you just let it come to you. You don't have to try too hard or ruminate or construct something. See what arises for you. It could be a very simple moment. Very often it's a moment in nature. Sometimes it's an athletic activity or something creative. or with people we love. Children and puppies have a way of doing this. With a lover, lying under the stars, or having a good laugh. And see if you can remember where you were, what you saw through your eyes, what you heard through your ears, what your felt experience was. What was your body like, your heart? And see if you can invite a full-bodied experience of this memory. As you recall the details of sight, sense, sound, or any other sensory experience. And notice how this memory affects you in the present moment. And what does it feel like now? And perhaps you might notice as you remember back into this moment, a sense of ease or relaxation, connectedness, presence. And if you do, let yourself take a rest in this. When you're ready, you can open your eyes.
So we'll do something a little bit different. What I'd like you to do is to um, find a partner and I want you to share your experience. So one person listens and is mindful of the other person's experience, making eye contact, and really allow yourself to take in the other person's experience. Be there with the other person's experience. Be there on their journey with mindful awareness. And then um, I'll give you three minutes for that, and then we'll switch. And the and one person begins, and the other person really is present for that person's journey and story, whatever it is. And if you're not feeling like you want to connect, you can uh, write it. You know, if, so you have an option if you're not feeling like you want to have that communication. That's okay too. You could do a little journal. Here are some of the uh, false refuge that we take. Staying very busy. Yeah. Striving to perform well and getting success on the outside. Wanting it. Taking care of others. Pursuing wealth, success, a name, whatever it is. Nothing wrong with that necessarily. Avoiding risk. Pleasing others. Alcohol, overeating, I would say binge-watching Netflix, <laughs> um, avoiding emotional pain. And she talks about these are like kind of false refuge, and the more we pursue them to cover uh, the anxiety and fear, um, the more suffering we have, the more tenseness and tightness. It doesn't really change anything. Um, so, these are some quotes that I have, uh, from, one is from Nikos Kazanstakis. You think too much. That is your trouble. Clever people and grocers, they weigh everything. <laughs> and Rumi, be empty of worrying. Think of who created thought. Why do you stay in prison when the door is wide open? So we, we tend to ruminate on ruminating, on this mindful activity that has to solve, 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 and it may never get solved. You know, we stay in that small self, that tightness, and Tarbrock calls it the um, spacesuit, that we're born with this open, free awareness. And you see a little infant that's just radiating and open to everything. Um, my, one of my favorite things is that eye contact with a little one, a three-month-old, a six-month-old. Oh, there's nothing like it, right? You're just like, ah, oh. right? <laughs> what is that, right? What is that? And um, in our development, as we become protective of hurt, rejection, uh, difficulties in life, we become very defensive and shut down, and we form this egoic personality that we have to de defend this self-image. And it's like this self-image becomes a spacesuit that separates us from this open, spacious awareness that we can rest in. So we're always protecting and defending it. And it's very unconscious, 
and we're born with this tendency and our culture reinforces it. So that's why Sangha is so important. You really need the company of others to unpack this. We can't really do it on our own because we're saturated in this culture of, false re of many false refuge, you know, that reinforces the false refuge. So this is from Pema Chodron. Being preoccupied with our self-image is like uh, being blind and deaf and standing in the middle of a vast field of wildflowers or with a, with a black hood over our heads. It's like coming upon a tree of singing birds wearing earplugs. You know, we, the singing birds wearing earplugs, we are so consumed with this little eye and its fears and anxieties and trying to fix it, trying to fix it, uh, that we can't drop into that vast field that would nurture and support us and sustain us. And so I, I have a poem that I like to read on this very topic, which is on my phone where poems are these days. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if I have that poem. Let's see. Yeah, it's not that poem. Let's see if I can get the other poem. So this, the, one of the natures of the small self or, or the mind trap is that we believe if we think hard enough, we'll solve it. And if we ruminate long enough, we'll unlock it. And if we don't, we're kind of guilty. There's this sense of a false power of, of muscling through something by worrying and being anxious. A lot of you are nodding your head like, yes, I get it. Right. Okay. So this is called Let It Go by Dana Falls. Let go of the way you thought life would unfold. The holding of plans or dreams or expectations. Let it all go. Save your strength to swim with the tide. The choice to fight what is here before you now will only result in struggle, fear, and desperate attempts to flee from the very energy you long for. Let go. Let it all go and flow with the grace that washes through your days, whether you receive it gently or with all your quills raised to defend against invaders. Take this on faith. The mind may never find the explanations that it seeks, but you will move forward nonetheless. Let go and the wave's crest will carry you to unknown shores beyond your wildest dreams or destinations. Let it all go and find the place of rest and peace and certain transformation. 
I had that posted by my desk at work, and it's like saved me. It's a wonderful poem. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. Make a note of that one. Yes, let's make a note of that one. Very good idea. I think I'm going to do that. So that's not always so easy. It's easy to get caught in this awareness of the mind. And when we're having a difficulty or a struggle, if you notice, your awareness condenses and collapses, and you just become your struggle. You're walking around as your struggle. Mm -hmm. We really lose that sense of vastness and of beingness with other beings and just the world. It's it just we contract, and, and we're just this tiny awareness fixing the problem that can't be fixed very often. So um, here was another exercise that Peggy gave us. Uh, and let's see how this one goes. It kind of addresses this, perhaps. So taking a moment to close your eyes again, anchor inside. Take a couple of breaths and just dropping into some receptivity. Again, you don't have to um, manipulate this or analyze this in any way. Just let this be spontaneous. Let it just fall on you like raindrops. As you're taking a few breaths and calming the mind and the body, see if you could drop into the following question. As if we were dropping a stone in a pond and we're just noticing the ripples. Allow yourself to listen deeply without <coughs> judgment or anticipation and just see what emerges for you. What is here now if there is no problem to solve? What is here now if there is no problem to solve? Repeat this question internally, silently, just a little bit, and allow yourself to be with whatever arises. What is here now if there is no problem to solve?
So would anybody like to share what came up for them around this question? Yeah. Well, it was kind of oxymoronic because we were trying to solve a question. <laughs> but once I discarded that. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened once you discarded that? <laughs> there was just is. Is. Yeah. Birds were singing. Mm -hmm. the cars were going by. People were making sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the first thing was birds, and then I could just feel calm. What amazed me, though, is how quickly that <laughs> quickly went back to problem solving. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know this, yeah. Yeah. For me, I I didn't. I kind of just looked at it as like a possibility of how I could live. And I, when I thought about it, I thought the first thing that came to me was peace and freedom. Is there a hand back there? Anybody else? Yeah. I had, uh, I guess, a little different experience. And I found just this vast darkness there aren't any psychiatrists or psychologists here. It wasn't a mean or a negative. It just was kind of a infinite darkness. So, want to comment on a few? Anybody else have one? Yeah. I, I yeah. I started to to struggle with that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so, this isn't working for me. And then I said, Do you realize what you're doing? You can't even go with this because you're stuck. Your conditioning has you at this extreme stage where you cannot even pretend that there's no problem. <laughs> and then I said, okay, so can you be at peace with that? Yep. So you're really working with accepting and being open to whatever is arising. Yeah? Yeah. Which is another way of answering the question. Yeah. So we had, anybody else want to say anything about that experience? Yes. Um, paying attention to my breath and visualizing actually the, the stone and the ripples and watching my breath and noticing that I really felt my heart just full of my heart beating, the birds, and it just felt, I just felt full. 
possible. Yep. So, uh, there's to kind of reflect back, there is a dropping down, a resting, some peace, feeling full, just being with the senses, noticing what's going on moment to moment with a lot of thinking, right? And then um, John's experience of vast black space, which is a bona fide experience of consciousness and awareness. That's one of the descriptions is a black space, a vast black space. So, uh, It's a practice of coming out of bringing all of our awareness in this tight mind that's problem solving and moving the awareness away. It's like a lens of a camera into a larger sphere, into a larger space through your sense doors, which you just did in two different ways. And we kind of just have to practice this and be reminded, remember to come back to these very simple activities of just expanding our awareness away from this. There's nothing wrong with this, we just don't have to hold it so we don't have to be so tightly held in awareness there. And here's uh, some of why or the capacity to practice like this is that in life's greatest challenges we want that sense of freedom and we want that place of refuge and Tara Brock says presence creates a boundless sanctuary where there's room for everything in life felt in the midst of crisis and confusion and we can relax our armor against the present moment. It allows us to meet life's challenges with a more open heart. So what if natural awareness was available, not just on the cushion, but in the middle of a difficulty, in the middle of something hard, in the middle of a major stressor? that you knew you had this resilience to lean back into and to be held by, to help you get through whatever it is with a little more wisdom, strength, and ease, that you can rest in the awareness through a major challenge or a small challenge. I remember sensing this and feeling this and, and uh, I said this yesterday, I think Kathy was there, I'm, I'm a lover of meditation, and particularly that kind of meditation where your mind gets super still and it feels very ecstatic and flowy, like junkie, meditation junkie. You know, I, I admit it, I own it. But I know that wisdom doesn't necessarily come from that moment. It comes from being in a hospital room, being scared to death, and not knowing the next moment and feeling held and met
by presence and awareness itself. And noticing a compassion arising and a care and a resilience, a wisdom, something holding a difficult moment. That's what I've practiced for, and that's where I've learned. And that's kind of what we practice for. Those sweet moments that you refer to and those difficult moments, because we know we're going to get both. Those great moments of awe that you remember and can call up and share, and the ones we don't want, they come too. And awareness has the capacity to hold it all, everything. So we'll end with another poem by Dana Falls. Got to find it on my phone. Too many people are sending me too many things right now. That's beside the point. Okay, here it is. It's called Awakening Now. Why wait for your awakening? The moment your eyes are open, seize the day. Would you hold back when the beloved beckons? Would you deliver your litany of sins like a child's collection of seashells, prized and labeled? No, I can't step across the threshold, you say, eyes downcast. I'm not worthy. I'm afraid. And my motives aren't pure. I'm not perfect. And surely I haven't practiced nearly enough. My meditation isn't deep, and my prayers are sometimes insincere. I still chew my fingernails, and the refrigerator isn't clean. Mm -hmm. Do you value your reasons for staying small more than the light shining through the open door? Forgive yourself. Now is the only time you have to be whole. Now is the sole moment that exists to live in the light of your true self. Perfection is not a prerequisite for anything but pain. Please, oh please, don't continue to believe in your disbelief and your stories of separation and failure. This is the day of your awakening. So each moment has the potential to be the moment of awakening. You just need that little encouragement, that little invite, that little tap on the shoulder, you know, hello. Taking a moment or two, again, to close your eyes, feel your body.
setting an intention in this group together, in Sangha, in collective community. Just sensing and feeling the room. About 25 hearts are beating here. 25 minds are thinking, wishing, wanting. We're not that separate. And setting an intention to pause in our busy lives, in the moments of our day, to become aware, to hold awareness of awareness. Maybe using mindfulness as a doorway, our senses. Maybe dropping into the body and sensing and feeling the body. Or sensing our heart. Just being willing to remember, to remember. As Suzuki Roshi once said, the most important thing is to remember the most important thing. Just listen to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.